0: This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.
1: If you were to get beamed up from an alien planet in the Devron system and be rematerialized in the transporter room on the Starship Enterprise, but several of your molecules were lost in the transfer due to a malfunctioning pattern buffer, and you were rematerialized without them, but otherwise whole, and the molecules that were lost were key to your ability to be high-functioning and exercise good judgment... That's a pretty good analogy to this program. Live long and prosper, if you can. This is Funny People Talking.
0: Hey, I'm Bill Gallagher, scalingcoach.com. I'm a business growth coach. And uh, I'd rather be identifying the miscellaneous expenses in my quarterly statements than be listening to Funny people talking.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. It is yet another episode, and you're with us because if you're hearing this, it probably means you're you with have us. Have to be.
3: still with us, hopefully,
2: still with us again. Are you so still far, with so us? good. I'm Mark raco one of your hosts. With me, directly to my right, I'm going to say <laughs> approximately two thirty. If I'm you're a 2:30 kind clock, of girl. 2:30 kind of girl. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I, I don't know. either. Uh, don't know. Good morning, or good mor. It is morning.
3: It is morning. And, oh uh, yeah, uh, I'm Danielle Beckman. Uh, Danielle by Beckman. The way. <laughs> hey,
2: Danielle Beckman. So, 2:30 uh, sounds like <laughs> a booty call. That's I don't right. know. 2:30. <laughs> Welcome to Booty Call. PM. Excuse me. I'm Booty.
3: And I'm called.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah, it is uh, the morning, morning, though. So this is weird. We've recorded pretty much every show we've ever done in the evening. It's just kind of the way that the dynamics of our time works out. Yeah. And, uh, and it's morning because we have a special guest on this show. And good to see you. Elsie's not here with us, our producer. Uh, she is uh, taking care of some personal business. Her cat, able to be probably. With us. That's right. Uh, her cat and onion business. So anyway, uh, but with us is a special guest because last night uh, I and Lois Herzica, uh Mouth Media's COO, and uh-huh. we've had her, heard her on the show, she's joined us as a guest host on the show, she and I went to see a, a very interesting show at the Comedy Club in New York, Caroline's on Broadway.
3: The top comedy club, I'd say. Uh, they, <laughs> it's they, No, it's really, it's they, one they of them. They keep telling us that. <laughs> it's legit
2: it's legit <laughs> yes it is and uh, and so anyway uh, they had a really interesting show yeah uh, which was I think it was called something like Mavericks on Broadway or something like that yeah and uh, basically it's a, a group of very successful entrepreneurs or CEOs who have decided that they want to undertake the challenge of stand-up comedy as a, as a personal oh. challenge as, a, as a, an exercise as a good an opportunity them. to tell their story and all those things that uh, our guests will tell us more about and then they uh, the the it all comes down performing a 15-minute set at Caroline's. And I have to say, it ain't easy to come up with a 15-minute set, set and then execute it pretty well your first time out. Yeah. And uh, our guest was one of those seven people. Oh, I should Snaps. mention ticket sales were all to benefit a, a nonprofit, I believe it is, to help build artificial reefs. It, it, where oh. is it, Bill? they that's they're restoring,
0: a, building yeah. artificial reefs down in the British Virgin Islands, That's the BDI. Is. And they're also teaching oh, yeah. locals to swim because there's a lack of, so some people swim because they're right there and it's natural, but then a great deal of youth there don't swim because they don't have pools and swimming right. education. So they're adding that also so that so that local folks have a direct connection to the water, and then are That's stewards right. of the ocean. Kind of, you know that. that. So stewards. Right. So it's it's to help stewards. That's no, it's, it, it's,
2: <laughs> stewards. it's 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 a That's,
0: really noble
2: and and, yeah. and and so comedy for a real purpose, right? So, right. Anyway, so uh, by the way, that that ominous voice you've been hearing, not ominous. Is it kind, ominous? It's um, in it's the no, morning. It's, it's a little rough. Well, I think it is we're the all. Ominous in I the sound morning. I sound like I was drinking last night. Were you? It was party a little bit. I do I do want to say, and for good reason, as you'll find out in just a moment. But so Bill was one of these comedians that performed in aptly so sir. And I so, applaud you. So sir. Bill Bill Gallagher <laughs> is a scaling coach for business, a business growth coach. He's out of San Francisco. And he's here with us in our mouth media studio in New York, bright and early after a uh, a great <laughs> show. And I might say celebrating his twenty-fifth wedding anniversary with his wife and his children who were there. Uh that is so adult cool. kids. Adult yeah. kids, his yeah. grown <laughs> children. Adult uh, kids. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Now, now, it's funny, Bill, 20s. that you should point that out, because if we left that alone, we would have assumed you were younger. But now that we know they're adult kids, we've sort of pinpointed the general age. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean- I'm
2: it's... 55. Oh, great. Oh,
3: congrats.
2: Hey, I'm only two years younger than you. So yeah. uh,
3: Hey, I won't say my age. Which means age.
2: he's older. That's <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the show, Bill. Really, thank you very much for taking time after last night and, and freaking Yeah. You know. But it was sweet, by the way. Bill ended his set. Okay very emotionally and Aww. i mean that uh-huh. with all respect he ended his set jokes were done and then he pointed out his wife in the audience and he mentioned that he was celebrating his 25th wedding anniversary and his uh his salute to his wife could not have been sweeter
3: oh my gosh it
2: was it was emotional um Aww. i think for everyone in the room for like just, a second right a just second. a little then we all got over I didn't milk it. you got to
3: give him a taste. No, you didn't. T- you and then didn't, pull it away you
0: didn't it was, it was. I just said thank you for saying yes.
2: It, it, thank oh you for sharing your life. It was. Evening. It was very. Gosh. It was. It was the best anniversary gift. It was really lovely, and it was what I loved about it. This is just Mark's observation. Yeah,
3: that's a new segment.
2: Is that Mark's observation? Yeah, I dig it. Isn't the whole damn show? Well, more yes. Aside? <laughs> so keep
3: going. If you're listening, so you're listening to Mark's observation. It also
2: means you're still with us. Yes, it hopefully. <laughs> Bill, you took a moment. Yeah. 15 minutes it was you yeah it was all about you and your yeah. observations on the world yeah. Yeah. you getting in the spotlight yeah you know yeah. your journey coming to this moment and so forth yeah. as, as part of the the thing we took that second and you made a nod about you that's how you that's what you left us with is mm. that it wasn't about you mm. it was about her or it was about you and her but it wasn't just about you and i i, I want to salute you even if that wasn't like your sort of engineered strategic approach to it, it it's what I was left with, and it was the the, the most significant thing I was left with when I f- reflected on you as a part
0: of the evening. Yeah. So thank you for that gift.
3: That and, is so, delightful. You know, it was delightful.
0: Anyway. you know there aren't many people in a comedy club trying to make you cry for a minute. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I have I think... a lot of skill at <laughs> making you people cry. Laugh. cry. Yeah, I've always... managers, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different kind of cry. Not the inspired, (laughs) moved kind of cry. I've always been good at at getting real fast. Mm -hmm. And, like, I could stand up in front of a couple thousand people and make the room, you know, be moved. Um, Wow. And I do that all the time. And that's part of why I did the comedy thing, because I all my humor has been a little more accidental and aside and not practiced and never just that. So I thought like I'm, all my talks and stuff are pretty emotional and I thought I should touch some other emotions, right? Get a little play, a little laughter to balance it. And the, when I normally do it, there's a little like tension release or something Uh when I introduce a laugh, but the other is much more practice. So, and, and yet I think that uh, like the, the laughter, the, the high points of the thing were actually kind of related mm-hmm. because what people said to me afterwards was like, oh, it was like when you got authentic, when you told one on mm-hmm. yourself, when you – and mm-hmm. a lot of people said the funniest line that I had said in the night was that I look like a regional manager for State Farm. That was the best – that was the best line. And I wouldn't have <laughs> predicted that. But it is kind of – when you think about it now back in reflection, like – Yeah, that is kind of funny because I do kind of look like a boring white guy. That was something someone said to you last (laughs) night and
2: then you reflected on it in the act. I thought that was part of your written
0: act. No, that was in the written act, right? Oh, okay. But that but I Yeah, that was hilarious. But I I didn't know that. And yet when I will if I want to make people cry, like, you know, I just let whatever's real come out Mm -hmm. for a minute and it like floors people and are leading core value in the company is courageous authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. There it
3: is. That's amazing. And also for you to do 15 minutes right out of the gate, I did stand up for a full year and I only had a really solid five minute set. It takes a long time to build that. And also just to speak to the thing you just said very quickly the whole idea of how you feel or how you see yourself versus how an audience right. sees mm-hmm. you right. is so because I'm I'm a performer. Marks a performer. Like we're we're doing this thing, so we have to constantly say, yep. "What's my brand? What do I look like? What is yeah. how does someone interpret me?" Yeah. Whereas if oh, that you're that a business do. coach. <laughs> Mark, you got to get on it. Just wing it. Let me look at your website. I feel
0: like you. We don't no, know like a mafia all the time. Boss, we know s- what you are. We eh. so don't. I still think I'm like a super cool, right, we, late teen young adult. But you are and I super look like cool. That and but I. That's not what other people. No, see. but it's just what someone
3: else see. No, it's true. Right. It, it's crazy. It's it's. W- wrapping your head around and it, that that's contrast
0: the it. is what i thought was funny which was kind yeah, of the undercurrent great. of my show is we're not who we appear to be look here's the
3: thing i is. think
0: i think there's a lot of strength in you
2: saying what you realize other people think and here's why because it, it means that you acknowledge it and don't give a shit and because if if you act hurt about it let's yeah say, instead of saying yeah i know that's what i look at like but i'm actually pretty damn cool Yeah, you know, if that's the kind of message that's coming out, that's very strong. But if you're, you know, like, you know, I don't get it. People say this, which is not what you did, right? Then that's weak. Oh, Um, you know,
0: in the cab on the way back from the after party, my daughter's going on. She's like, my dad's cool, and she just started this whole rip. He skateboards, he skydives, he scuba dives, he like all these like (laughs) things that were like, you know, had some edge to them, but the Thing was about how I I look like a boring Leica.
3: It's great. You got go run with it. You know. <laughs>
0: That's right. All right. Uh, speaking of running with it, uh, we're going to get started with the
2: show. Uh, oh, are we I, doing a show? I, yeah. Did we? <laughs> I know. We're just chatting. I have a quick question for you, Danielle. Before yes. we get to your nerd tip, and coming up, I have um, I, I I need to tell you about something that I did, that um, that that may or may not surprise you, and um, and we're going to play an improv game with Bill. We haven't played in a while, and we're going to find all about uh, Bill and, and his, what he does, how humor intersects with it, and his experience doing stand up last night at Caroline's on Broadway. But first, yes, Danielle.
3: Uh huh, Mark.
2: She looks so scared.
3: I always look scared at night. <laughs> she part. knows
2: it happens every time, and yet, you know. Well, what you never are you going to
3: comment on about me and what I'm doing today?
2: The Pippi. I'm just lo- wondering. The Pippi long stocking braids. Yeah. I do not understand why you would do that. So I'm I'm why locked in. Is, is I it saw... your
3: choice to judge my hair? I'm not
2: judging. Okay. I'm asking a question. Okay, ask Why me would more. you do that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just seeking information, Danielle. Well, I'm going to a gala tonight.
2: Ah, oh, oh, is God. that oh. different oh. than is a, is a gala? Gala,
3: gala or gala.
2: I don't know. Is that the difference between Biopic and biopic.
3: Biopic. No, but okay. How do you say it though, for real?
0: I suppose I would say gala. That's
3: what I say. Gala? Yeah. I say gala, I think. I think.
0: I think that's the only one I wouldn't say. I'm
3: from California. Gala sounds a little pretentious. Okay, gala. We go
0: to a gala. So I'm I'm going going to to a gala tonight. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to wear my Givenchy. See,
3: oui, we. Okay. C'est bon. And, but the. The little known or unknown fact is that if you want a lovely wave in your hair, pippy long stocking braids are I the see. way to go. So, this is like a gala prep.
0: Which is great. Prep for the galah, they're very stiff. You don't so have like a little them. curling iron.
3: No, there's, uh, there's, uh, no, I don't. What are these called? Uh, there's wire hangers uh, no in yeah, my, no more wire, no wire hangers. hangers, but they're great for oh. your hair if you want to. <laughs> Get a little get a little crimp. Ah, so you're, you're um, pre
2: crimping, get a little curve. Yeah,
3: and so it's one of those things where all day you look like a crazy person, but then at night you're ready Fabulous. for the, the gala 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 <laughs> Very good. Well uh,
2: thank you yeah. for the explanation. I that won't makes tell you what
3: now. where I'm going. So, because I don't want anyone to follow me there. <laughs> oh, wait, this isn't live. So come out. Okay. <laughs> uh, You're
2: going to the Pippi Longstocking cup.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, because my hair will be down. That's true. And they would be sad. Yeah, but
2: she probably had her hair down at some point. She uh, did. She's great. All right, so. She's uh, a good actress. I have a, thank you for that. A question for you then?
0: It's going to be damp today. Remember, that'll cause the hair to change. That's
3: actually good. Yeah. We want moisture. Moisture. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're naturally curly, and then you might go frizzy. It'd be a mess.
3: I am naturally curly. Oh my god, how does Bill know everything about hair? It's do you have any moist. Tips? It's
0: moist. It's moist.
3: I hate that word. It's a carbuncle. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah.
0: Why oh do people get god. weirded about by moist? I, I, the same.
2: The same reason they don't like the word panties. I think.
3: Oh, that's a cute word. Yeah. Panties? <laughs> you like? Guys, it? I don't I, know.
2: Most women I know do not care for that word, which is funny because that's what yeah it is often take used. them off.
3: Well, still still going from last night. It (laughs) is 9.26 in the morning.
2: Uh, All right. So uh, (laughs) you have a nerd tip for us?
3: I do. Just the tip. Nerd tip. Ooh. I actually want to talk about real quickly. This is a nerd fun fact.
2: Oh, fun fact. Just the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Daniel likes to so, sing the logo when it's not.
3: There's a sl- a slogan, a, a logo, a jingle.
2: Yeah, um, we could slow it down. Then it'd be a slogan,
3: and then it would. <laughs> oh my god, that's so tip. good! So I always have like a little nerd fun fact or nerd tip here, yeah,
2: which we may eventually get to. Now
3: this is very general. I'm excited about it, but I want to talk about the first usage of nerd, the word nerd in really? print. In print, do you have any guesses? A cartoon. Yes, close. It, well, yeah, basically, it was in 1951. That's the year my parents were born. What? Oh. Um,
0: back in the fifties.
3: Yeah, 1951, early fifties. And and it was in "If I Ran the Zoo" by Dr. Seuss, oh. where the narrator says that if they ran the zoo, they would sail to Catru and collect a nerkle, a nerd, and a seersucker too. And so the word was picked up by children who are reading it or being read to. And the book in the 1950s was adopted by older siblings to the word nerd was like describing the square kids in class. So like if you were a square, you were a nerd.
2: So uh, the understanding is that nerd was actually just fabricated by Dr. Seuss.
3: Well, in print. Like that was the oh, ver- I guess, I first guess you're right. He may, no, I guess you're right. Out, I don't
0: know. So they used it how then?
3: A nerd, a nerd, a sucker too. I don't know. It was adopted by older siblings to describe the squares in their class to be nerdy.
0: Oh. Uh-huh.
3: Um. But it was in If I Ran the Zoo. So you're really we're just talking <laughs> about. Alert. But that's, that's the first time it was used. Yeah. Um. It says it's, that Dr. Seuss recently.
2: invented the word.
3: Well, that is kind of the Easily coolest thing be. of life. Yes. To invent a word, I'm really cool with it. To
0: invent a word is cool. It is cool.
3: Yeah, like Doctor Seuss is a regular Shakespeare. That's it.
0: I'm going to invent a word
2: right now. Stromify. Oh, it sounds uh, delicious. Stromify.
3: Sounds like Stromboli mixed with um, uh, the stratosphere.
2: Actually, Stromify might be a word.
3: Are we going to... I don't know. It's a four-strand brain process. Game? Because this is a pretty good image It is a good... Game.
2: We'll have to think about that. <laughs> I don't know. So, hey, Danielle, do me a favor.
1: Start the show, Mark.
2: Wait, wait. Don't tell me.
1: From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rago, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie.
2: Everybody, welcome to Funny People Talking. We're here with Bill Gallagher, a business growth coach out of San Francisco, and he's here with us in the studio. Bright early in the
3: morning. I just realized that I have a Gallagher somewhere in my heritage and I got really excited. Oh probably. On my grandmother's side, like the Irish side, but I'm more Italian. It's strange. But
0: Irish and we, Italian's good combo. We uh, might
3: be related.
0: Very nice. No, they're I both reunion have problems. <laughs>
3: They're both
0: what? Have problems.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Well, we're, if we're alive, you we have a problem. What,
2: yeah. Before we get started, a quick piece of housekeeping. Uh, Bill, on this show, yes. we uh, we take a moment to appeal to the comedy gods, to ask them for their involvement, their intrusion, their support, if you will, to allow our great comedy target, uh, Tina <laughs> Fey, to participate in this show at some point, in some yeah, way. Yeah. Tina Fey. Yeah, so
3: we're just going to uh, so speak to her. So we do a quick,
2: quick. Uh, prayer to the comedy gods. You're you're invited to participate if it so uh, uh, moves you to do so. It's totally up to you. Uh, we're just going to take a moment, and I shall begin. Oh, comedy gods, please, Tina, Tina we Fey, would love come you on the show, come. join Tina. us, call us, Tina. stop by, send a letter. Tina. We don't care. Just something. Tina. We love you, comedy gods. Please help um uh, man. <laughs> wow! But maybe she'll do it just to get this over with. And just because that harmony so, was so strange. It was rough. It was
0: rough. It was
3: dissident. That's
2: awkward, it, it right? Was, it was weird.
3: <laughs> you didn't even know <laughs> you're going to be eating your right. words. She's. Uh,
0: so. right. I love Tina Fey. She's f- smart, funny, but yeah. sexy. She's uber milfy. She's smummy. Smummy. smummy.
3: We're going to keep waking up words, that's and right, hopefully yeah, one will stick. You know. Stromboli.
2: If she were to show up on the show, I'd be entirely stromified.
3: <laughs> I would be completely... Keep... I would be laid out stromified on the floor. Yeah,
2: I'm going to start using that word. See if it catches.
3: Well, you know what? Don't try to make Fetch happen. Okay. <laughs> oh. Boom. Um, that was a Tina Fey reference as well.
2: It, well, cracker on a cheese.
3: Okay. <laughs> what?
2: That was actually from the show The Middle.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, with and, Patty Heaton. And the
2: little, the little kid, Brick, makes up a word in one of the episodes a makes of a um he wants to make up his own um his own phrase that gets used. What do you call that? Not no, an analogy, A um idiom or something like that. I think an idiom. Yeah. He wanted to make one up so he says it's like when something doesn't go together or it doesn't make sense, it's cracker on cheese.
3: That's cute. And
2: I was like, that actually sounds like it should be an idiom. So he keeps, and it sounds he keeps delicious. repeating it, hoping it'll catch and then someone does say it. So <laughs> um so st- stromify. I have something to tell you.
3: Shove it. That's what I used to say. Oh really? Yeah, cuz Elaine said it on Seinfeld. Oh. I anyway, know. I just wanted Get to try it out. Ouch. Yes. Also, um, shove it. Mark. Shove it. Okay, shove yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you me. Shove it. What's Guess happening? what I
2: did on Saturday?
3: Um, I don't know. Did you go wakeboarding?
0: No.
2: Oh, so
3: super close. Super
0: fun. So close. I learned to wakeboard this summer.
3: Oh my gosh. Did you wake surf? Work? F- oh fun. That's cool.
0: In the uh in, in the bay? In the, the...
2: Well
3: in La I, Bay?
0: Randomly, <laughs> first I did it on this artificial wave in Arizona, and then a few days later I did it behind a boat in Lake Tahoe. Oh my mother. But then I surfed as a kid. So oh, well, okay. I still surf a little bit, but Well remember he's the cool the cool dad.
2: You
3: and... are. My mother was a cocktail waitress in Lake Tahoe. She met Elvis was Telly Savalis. And more. Wow. Telly
0: Savalas. Although that would be a show. Girl. I feel like I need a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> I get jokes. <laughs> um... And by the
2: way, what did you do? Uh, yeah. But before speaking of being in the water and being on the bay, I'm assuming this is true. Bill, Bill, let something go in his uh, set, his comedy set last uh. night. That
0: he gas.
3: Uh, yeah, I was yes. like, "What?" Risk? You know,
0: well, <laughs> just like a State Farm. <laughs> let region, it go.
2: You have swam the distance between Alcatraz and the shore
0: ten times. Is that true? Oh yeah. yeah.
3: Oh my. And a bunch sharks of sharks and
0: all. Yeah, that's true yeah it's That's cold amazing. as fuck i'm a really mediocre swimmer i can manage the conditions uh, like i i'm good with that but I, I always was a terrible slow swimmer in fact one of my really embarrassing moments in the seventh grade was discovering mm-hmm. that i was a bad swimmer and i didn't think i was i thought i was awesome um because we lived near the beach and i yeah. would surf almost every other day gotcha. and i swam in the ocean i thought i was awesome now I'm in school. There's like a little swimming competition as part of the grade things. I swim. I'm fucking dead last. And I, I'm so painfully slow. But I could swim for a couple, three miles. Mm-hmm.
3: But you um, did just it. Just
0: really slowly. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Whoa. And I don't love it, but I but I've done it a whole bunch of times.
3: That's cool. So, Mark, you did that this weekend? No. Oh, what did you do?
0: I did stand-up. Now,
2: no,
3: I, this, this is, I saw a is, clip and is, I was excited. In this the
2: is, water, this is yes. <laughs> um, This is by no means to step on the spotlight of Mr. Bill Gallagher, who did a 15 minute set at Caroline's. I just did an open mic at. You um, did an the, open mic. Good for you. And but now it was I the feel first like time I might try that. It was a, it was a, yeah. it's it's interest it's an interesting different dynamic. And one of the things that's very tough about doing an open mic to me is that if you are not one of the first people there to sign up. And I'm sure you've been in this situation. Yeah, Danielle. I used to do
3: mics like every night. Ugh. There
2: are many people who will come, do their set, enjoy the benefit of the audience that is there, and then leave like an asshat. Everyone's and, supposed oh. to, stay, and and supposed I, to I stay. I completely understand that every once in a while you're going to get someone who is somewhere they need to be, or yeah. they un- didn't anticipate how long it would take. I totally get it can happen. But when you go from say a crowd of 25 people and you end up with like six by the end. Oh, I believe brutal. that is unacceptable yeah. to make me sit or whoever sit for an hour and a half yep. for my turn because I didn't show up an hour ahead of time. Yeah. And then and then you leave and then I don't have the benefit of the same thing that you have. I think it's unacceptable. And I have actually a suggestion of a thing that, that, that could be uh-huh. that if you stay to the end, you get a ticket. And when you – if you bring the ticket to your next open mic at that comedy club, they will give you an additional X number of minutes that you can perform.
3: Ooh, that's so so smart. And it's not going to cost
2: them anything. No, it's an incentive and that means that – the people who are truly paying their dues get yep. to perform longer that's that's to me what i i that's my proposal for all of you comedy clubs out there to take the pain away a little bit and and the reason i say that is i think it could be discouraging
0: for someone with some real possibilities who gets discouraged because they see this happen and they feel you're like betrayed. a really nice guy i just fucking lock all their phones up in a time lock and you get them back at the <laughs> end of the night <laughs> <There> <laughs> well, you, go. you can't call your uber until yeah, the I show's love over bitch
3: love
2: that. <laughs> yeah well that... when i got off on stage i told the, i
0: told the crowd i said so all of you here
2: get a key to my nuclear fallout shelter there you go the, the rest of the people who left can all f themselves yeah
3: <laughs> Oh, so. I love the key idea to the shelter. Thank I'm you. in. I'd stay. Oh,
2: you got one, Danielle, already. So Thank you. Um, no, but
3: you know what, Mark? The other thing, too, about open mics is that a lot of people are judgy, judgy. Yeah. Because either – well, not, not by choice, but it's because they're, they're thinking about their own joke. They're thinking about their own set. They're all comics. They're watching you. They're going, impress me, impress me. They're not a generous audience. So – that well, I'm not to not. Gen-
0: have- gen- I'm like judging and evaluating well, every I mean. person. Wait. I'm like, ooh, I better not make that mistake. And yeah, I-
3: but what, last night? Yeah. But what if you go to and a normal comedy club? And- if you go to a normal right. comedy well- show. You're sitting there, you're saying, make me laugh, but I'm already inclined to laugh because I paid and I have a drink in my hand. So I'm a a speaker
0: more than a, like, comics new. And whenever I'm speaking, I'm thinking about, wow, those slides are terrible. Oh, my God, could you move around a little less or move better? Because you do it. I'm picking apart everything they're doing nonstop. Like, okay, and and then then when they do something good, I give them credit in my own mind. But, like... Uh, I might even say it later, but but I am like studying it, analyzing it, borrowing from it. Yeah.
3: Well take that times twenty five yeah. and that's what you yeah. have it in an open mic. Yeah. Exactly. So if that crowd dwindles to six, it can be really hard to gauge what jokes are actually working or not working. Exactly. Because people might not even laugh out loud.
2: But even with that, you're absolutely right about it. Even with that, I would just as a to close the circle of the story yeah. real quick. It was it was a, a really I was proud of myself for getting back on stage, uh, creating this new material. Getting back on stage, um, I hadn't really judged how long it would take. I probably only got halfway through my set when you know I got the hand, uh-huh. and then the guy stood up and cut me off. I didn't even get to finish the joke.
3: Yeah, and I was oh. I, I was
2: actually a little upset about that because of the amount of time that he he joked in between sets and took the time. Yeah, as right. the MC, tension, horror. and there was no consistent. It was the the popular people got a little more time to do what they want up there. Yeah. And I, as a newbie to that environment, got cut off right away. So what happened was I I kind of objected a little bit, you know, in a jokey way. Yeah. And then when we were all done, he invited me to come back on stage to finish the joke. Now, on the one hand, I could say, (laughs) F you. Do you know anything about comedy that's implausible? But I said, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. I said, but moment's kind of over. May I do a different joke? So I actually pulled a joke from from my set that I used to do years ago, just off the top of my head, and it killed.
3: Yeah, absolutely
2: killed. It was a great way to finish out, like a as fine to wine. Like, as opposed to feeling like with my head down, kind of like wah, wah, didn't finish the joke, ended yeah. on a poop moment. Yeah, I, it, it, and and, it, and he, of course yeah. he had to have his his say. He goes, "Well, I took a risk on that one. I'm glad it paid off." I was like, you know what? Yep. Again. This is yeah, your there like are lots of buses, friend, and he's right? throwing oh, you under
0: them. Love him.
3: This um, is why I left the comedy world. Yeah. He
0: sounds just clueless. Is, I think less I less, less, more clueless than intentionally I think offensive. He does not love himself very much. I got
3: that well, impression. No, of himself, so no.
2: Um, uh, but I mean, so I may do it again. Yeah, we'll see. I want to do it again, but I was don't go to that mic.
3: I'll give you ten other mics. You should go to. Yeah, be yeah, I mean, cool. There are better mics.
2: Ten. Other mics. Um, I was supposed to go with Ben, my old partner yeah um he came but he couldn't stay so he never performed
3: and but he didn't see you he
2: didn't see me so oh. all right anyway moving on i just wanted to mention that i you know uh, i it's hard to do this show and, and talk to people about comedy and he then went not, out on not talk the walk you know yep. so Yep. all right let's play a quick improv game that it's all about bill um A B B. Uh, that's that's what we say so uh the game that, that i thought would be great to play uh, with <laughs> bill is i don't remember the name of it but um Mary Lemmer. Mary Lemmer uh, came on the show and she taught us this one. It's yeah. really cool. So the idea, of Bill, is that you have a complete conversation with someone, except you only use a sound. Well, the other. I'm person, really
0: mystified why you thought this was appropriate for me. But...
2: You, you, I'll explain. I'll explain. So, so, but you know what your intention is.
0: Uncomfortable.
2: You, maybe. When, when you're making when you're making the sound. Yeah. In your mind, you know what you're saying is a word.
3: Yeah, you have the intention.
2: So the idea is that listening to this conversation in only s- sound, so you might be like ba, ba ba ba. Let's say, okay, and that's the entire conversation between you. You both on your end know what you're saying, but you have no idea technically what the other person is saying, what conversation they think they're having. Then you do it again, trying to follow as close as you can the rhythm or beats of the conversation as you just had it, but now with real words as you had intended them. And then you kind of see what ended up happening and whether you guys read into each other the intention of the
3: conversation. But we'll get like a scenario or a relationship, so it's it's easy.
2: Yes. So it's it's a great example of listening as well as sometimes what you think someone is doing is not what you think they're doing or... Whatever. So, should we
3: demonstrate, Mark?
2: Absolutely. So, Bill, can you give us a situation in which two people would be talking, anything at all,
3: and, and like their relationship,
2: and what town they live in?
3: No, I mean, <laughs> okay, it's, you know.
2: sorry. Standing in line at Starbucks. Great. We're standing in line at okay, Starbucks. Great. And can you give us a a, a nonsensical sound?
0: A nonsensical pa pa. Okay.
3: Okay. pa, 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 pa,
2: pa, 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 pa,
3: pa, 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 uh, pa, pa, pa Ugh, Papa, Papa. <laughs> papa. Papa, da, da, papa. <laughs> papa, Papa. Okay. Okay, okay. So, we're going to do the scene all right, now. So, ready? Okay.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Oh, my God. Dude, calm down. I'm gonna be so late. Come on. Where do you have to go? Like the hospital or something? I have
2: to get to work. I'm going to get fired.
3: Okay. Come Just. On. Oh my God.
2: I've got to. What is taking them so long?
3: Probably, I don't know. The line's really long. It's rush hour, dude. Just like calm down. It's fine. Come on. Oh my God. This guy is. Can we hurry it up? This guy is like really intensely acting crazy.
2: Can I just go? Yeah,
3: just cut in line. Here, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Of a latte. Oh my God. All right. I just want a matcha. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. That was what I thought.
2: Although, although I will say, I think you I went ended cray in more the papa f you at the end. I think it's more like more my intention. In so,
3: your papa papas, you went cray. I was scrolling <laughs> cray, on my phone. Cray, cray. That's what I was doing. I wasn't I just giving a that. thumbs up.
2: Oh, I thought it was you having a spalsy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bill, why don't you and Danielle try it as, as well? You want to give it a shot? Sure. Okay. okay. So you are a doctor and a patient.
3: Okay. We you don't decide. know who's who.
2: You don't know who's who. And that's key. And your sound is la.
3: Can we not do another ah?
2: Okay. Yeah, low. We... Low? Yes.
3: <laughs> you
2: asked <laughs> for it. You got it.
3: Okay. Okay. Ready? I like low. So, so okay. Ready? Low. Lolo. 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 Lolo.
2: Okay. More. I'm very interested to see where this goes. All okay, right. Ready? So give it another try. Real words. Same intent. I hey, welcome.
3: I, thanks. Yeah. So I have this weird thing on my arm. Dr. Yeah. <laughs> doctor, Can you help yes. me, doctor?
0: Yeah. So how long has that been there?
3: Um, like since I was born. Does it hurt you? No.
0: Yeah. So why are we talking
3: about this? Oh, so it's not life threatening.
0: No, we could freeze it off if it make you feel better.
3: Uh, yeah, let's do that.
0: Okay, good. Well, it may leave a scar.
3: Oh, I don't want to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I feel better.
0: If it gets irritated, come yeah. back and see me again.
3: Sounds great, thanks, Doctor Shabago.
0: You're anytime.
2: <laughs> By the way, when saw was- I freeze it off, I was hoping you'd save my whole arm.
3: <laughs> no, it's because I've had too many moles like frozen <laughs> off in my life. I couldn't go. I couldn't go That's crazy.
0: <laughs> I had somebody the other
2: day. That
3: was good. That was successful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really awkward, but I could
2: see it's useful. <laughs> well, thank you very much for giving that a try. It's really a great exercise with someone uh, may not may or may not be down the it kind rhythms, of burks your brain you do, but I'm saying it's a it's it, it's great to get someone out of a loop of thinking and and make it like to, to just express yourself to me without words uh-huh.
0: with the same words in your mind and forget the words. So the comedy thing was a challenge. And I tried to do something, boundary, challenge, like I'm looking for something every quarter, every mm-hmm. three months. And last quarter I did something very much like that. It was called vocal improv. Yep. yep. And, but it was singing, musical. Yep. Oh, that's fun. And they were like, okay, so you're going to make sounds, but not really words. And they're going to try to be musical. And I sounded like that sounds really uncomfortable, so I went and did it. And as it began... Right here we're in a circle and first there's some warming up and moving around. People making sounds and moving around in random ways. And then they start this thing. They're like, OK, I'd like you to start a pattern, but leave some room in it. And then they're like, OK, you fill in some interesting contrast the pattern. Then this other person, maybe you add a little something deeper. And then the fourth person, you should solo. Yeah. And then they went around. And as it started to come around and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be up next. All I could think of is I'd just rather take off my clothes. Like, You're like I rather. This do... is horrifying. Yeah. I've got to sound cool in front of other people in a few minutes. And of course, the instructor, the leader of this workshop, sounds beautiful and is really deeply trained. And has an amazing voice. And I, I like. I thought we were going to learn to sing or something. Yep. Vocal improv. How like, did it go though? Oh, it was really uncomfortable. It was awful. But did you do like that? All kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. So, And there were some people who were like full-on <laughs> scat singers who sounded fantastic wow. and beat boxers. Yeah. And there were people with great skills. And they were really awkward people like me. But
1: right.
0: uh, then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, thank God that's over. And But then f- starting the next day and ever since then, I did find that I was much sort of freer and looser cool. with my voice. Yeah. And
3: yes, that's the so point it sort of worked, you
0: broke right? the seal
2: a little bit you know yeah and, a little bit and, and, and when
0: I think about like performing too one of the best things that I ever learned as a speaker was many years ago and we had this thing where we were all sort of trying to like break through our kind of our awkward inauthentic barriers and they they had us uh, go on stage and deliver a poem with nothing with nothing held back like mm. just lay it all out there. And as you watched, there's a big pretty big audience of people going through the speaker training, and anybody with like a performance background just mm. sucked mm. and because they were all like trying to perform and do whatever. Mm. and And then you started to see people that made it through. and so the, the whole group had to pass you or not pass you, and if they thought you were holding back, like you so anybody trying to give a performance failed, and anybody who just exploded passed. So by the time I was late so I could observe lessons I got it like right away yeah. and I just want I have no idea what it looked like there was like spit flying out and my arms were flailing and my voice was ruined for like a week but I just exploded and I got from yeah. that moment that there's a generosity of performance that mm. you get out there and you wail and it's like a gift. It's like I'm holding nothing back. Here's who I am. Here's what I got. And that that was super powerful. It's interesting because what I was literally thinking is is
2: you know doing this improv game and I appreciate you participating, but it, it 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 appeared to me from the outside that it was uncomfortable for you. Of and if nothing else, to get into it and yeah, and I would propose that you doing it or anyone doing it is way cooler than someone who decides not to do it because they think it's cooler to not to not look silly or feel like they're doing something uncomfortable yep. way cooler to do it and make a
0: fool of yourself if that's what's happening i think it's a 7th grade kind of thing it's like look i'm not going to do anything that's going to embarrass myself right. I oh, don't God, want anyone sh- to laugh at me. I don't want to be awkward. I only want to do things that are cool. Yeah, but it sounds like you challenge
3: cool. yourself quarterly. Yes. So, I'm saying, hey. I do pretty I'm saying
2: that
0: good. Yeah. this is what I'm getting at is that is that the things that you're
2: challenging yourself to do, it's it's so much more poise to stand quietly and with great what I'm trying to say, you're like like positioning in a corner not moving. Because you've got balance. Yeah. One has balance. Yeah. But you're you are not a stand in a corner kind of guy, I get because <laughs> look, you're you're swimming with the sharks, you're skateboarding, you're yeah. you're waveboarding, you're doing improv, you're doing stand-up comedy, you're doing all these things because you're testing your own limits and you've proven that you are willing to go out an edge to be an example to your kids, to be an example to yourself, to test your own limits. And frankly, how can you expect the people that you coach to test their own limits. If you aren't even
0: willing to do these things that aren't going to kill you. You know, it's funny as you say that, I think like that's all true and accurate. And yet there's also a really critical balance, whether you're performing or whether you're coaching or navigating any other part of life. And that's to like, listen and be aware and respond and to not just be just like this hot mess of look at me. -hmm.
2: Well, that's fair. If you're coaching very high end executives, you you also need to know that they see you and you see yourself as a
0: reasonable peer in the dignity that they maintain. So sometimes you start something right by example, but then you have to sort of pull back and let people do their thing, exactly. Or something's going and you're listening and you're just listening for that one little nudge. It's Mm -hmm. kind of Kung Fu, right? You're listening for that one little thing. We're just going to give it a little, a little zots, a little zest. You're going to add something that keeps it going. Right. And, and I think that's, um, you know, there's some intention, but it's in a dance with what's happening around you, the people and the, yeah.
3: Yeah. You're constantly calibrating. And I think, yeah, I think that that's really great.
2: All right, coming up, we're going to dive both feet or both hands. I guess it really depends on which way you're diving. Or belly flop. Or belly flop. (laughs) It's all bell all day right after
1: this. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, Subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you.
2: Um, I also used to write jokes with a partner, Timmy Farnsworth, and Timmy and I had a great partnership. Uh, I would write the first part of the joke because I was good at that, and he would write the punchline because he was good at that, and I sucked at that. So we, you know, worked really well, and uh, and then he went to prison for five years, and uh, and but I still had the creative process going, so I kept writing first parts of jokes, and I haven't talked to Timmy, but my hope is that he's kept writing punchlines, and then when he gets out, maybe there'll be enough of them that match together, and we'll have like a whole routine, but. But I kept going, and I really hadn't shared them with anyone, so I thought maybe I could try a couple of them out here and just kind of see how they flatten. Now remember, they don't have a punchline, but you can kind of imagine where they might go. Right. So, <laughs> uh, So this is the first one. Okay. So uh, two six-year-olds walk into a bar, and the, there's a tall one and a short one, and the tall one comes to the bar and says, uh, hey, can I have a whiskey? And the bartender says, uh, sorry, I don't serve alcohol to kids. And he says, but we do have a happy hour between 6 and 7 tonight, and we have half price on heroin. And the short
1: one says, and, the punchline. <laughs> uh, and then
2: punchline. All right, we are back with Bill Gallagher, business coach to the stars. I don't know, potentially my f- cousin. Potentially. <laughs> I know. I know.
3: Oh man, no, Bill. I wanted to touch on what you were saying about when you were giving it at your all as a yeah. gift in that yeah. uh, poem that you were doing, and what's and and what's fascinating is how you said the quote unquote performers in that moment maybe they were performing too much or it wasn't as raw and authentic but you you're saying you walked away with your voice shot and you gave it all
0: spent which is so, so funny because
3: dream. right and and the and but I almost feel like the only difference between you and performer in that moment is a performer is trained hopefully in the way that you train your clients they're trained to not lose their voice. They're trained to breathe from their center. They're trained for these things. But at the same time, depending on where someone is on their journey, they might overtrain to the point where they're they're in their head too much. So I love this idea of, like, getting up and doing 15 minutes of stand-up last night yeah. and just being raw or getting yeah. up and doing this poem and just being raw. Yeah. And I would love to know, like, as you were saying with your clients, you know, adjusting or tweaking or helping them. Like, how, what that process of working with a client looks like for you.
0: Oh, of working with a client. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
3: curious. Because I'm also a, a coach, but in the creative acting artist world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. So, well, people come to me because they want to grow their business and it's okay. not growing anymore.
3: Small, like entrepreneurs?
0: No, like average, like my average is maybe 40, 50 million dollar businesses, Great. right? A couple hundred people, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I might start somebody at like 50 employees or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'll go to several thousand. So right. their they're teams, and I coach not just the CEO, but the whole leadership team together, I'm Coaching them through a variety of stuff. They come to me either because they've stopped growing and they want to get growing again. So we've got to master or work out some str- strategy stuff, mm-hmm. or they've been growing mm-hmm. and they're trying to deal with it or sustain it. Like they're worried yes. about it stopping, or they just, it's all a mess and they're exhausted and they're looking for an easier way. It, it, unfortunately, I should get more of that latter and I get more mm-hmm. of the former mm-hmm. on it. But those are the two cases. So I coach the CEO and the senior team in doing some stuff that then trickles down to the whole organization and gets them growing and growing healthy and that kind of thing. And I work with people for mm-hmm. like two or three years on average. Oh, wow. I love um, and I see them. I talk to them every month. I see them every quarter. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot involved with the mm-hmm. thing. It's called it's from a framework called scaling up. That I used as a CEO in the past, and I grew a number of companies on my own, and then um, now I coach others because I'm 55. Uh, it's kind of a <laughs> hey. sort of a retirement gig. Anyway, you were asking about what's the process like, yeah. right? So in the beginning, I'm trying to understand what's the situation, what's the challenge, why are they looking for a coach? Yeah, can I coach them? Is there any hope for this situation? Do I understand the problem? Can I help them? are they coachable? Is a personality a fit? Can I work with this team, this person for the next two years? Do they get me? And I think the coachability is fundamental. Lots of people say they want to coach, but they don't really want to do anything different. They want you to work on everybody else. And one of the, the little jokes in the bit last night about my work is that people don't Often want to do a lot of work on themselves. They want would like it to be anywhere else, which is always my thing. Like I, when things are fucked up, I want it to be somebody else's fault. Right. But not mine.
3: Or someone else to do the work. And sometimes people when they hire a coach, they think the coach is going to magically do work for them.
0: Yes. And I'm not – definitely not a consultant or a contractor. Okay. So. The good news, bad news, right? Like everybody that I work with has the company they deserve or they deserve the company they have right mm. now, right? So they got to the level they got because of who they are, because the way they are, and we're going to work on some things in the whole company, but there's also a beginning of it that starts with the founder CEO. Right. And we're going to have to deal with that and approach that. And although they say yes intellectually at the beginning, they don't really. So like one of the things that I would mm-hmm. know, that I that hear all the time is like, oh, my people are late on things. And then I notice that the CEO walks in late to meetings all the time. Wow. Like you're a hot mess, dude. You've got to deal with yourself if we're going to start to start to get everybody on time with everything. Yeah or change the whole reality of it or they'll be like oh everybody's so passive but they always talk they fill every moment of everything they never shut up and they're like yeah you've trained your people that uh, to be passive to wait mm-hmm. to figure out what you need to hear and then say just enough to leave you that you alone leave them alone yep. right so it's there's always a beginning of it and that's the good news bad news right so it's it's kind of bad news cuz it's like it's all your fault and that's awesome news cuz you could work on you yeah,
3: you're just holding up a mirror and yes. and not a mirror that say their spouse could hold up or a coworker can hold up or right you're maybe not the only they, one. yeah they
0: yeah. yeah those people haven't probably been a ceo before they don't have a feel for it
3: or the the, the ceo might not right. listen to that person a person in a way they would a coach.
0: Yeah. There's a really great phrase. I, I don't know where it came from. It's just funny, but that we'll never really know who discovered water, but you can be pretty sure it wasn't a fish. <laughs> So,
2: (laughs) well, fish is going around going, I don't know what this is. But
3: Uh, I'm in it.
0: As a coach, I'm not the coach because I built bigger companies necessarily than them. I may have or may not. I may not not be or may be richer than they are. I may or may not be smarter than they are. None of that matters. It's my commitment that they grow and willingness to help them see what they don't see about themselves. Now, along the way, we we teach some tools and implement certain things in the company practice. Of course. Okay. But the the core thing is actually that the insight and the development of the of the CEO and the rest of leadership. Yeah, there's a
3: root. Either yes. issue or problem there that has to be right. addressed. That so, makes sense. So
0: I'm really interested, Bill, the process that you
2: went through with Matt Kazam, is that his, Kazam his, his yeah. man, uh, who was uh, was the comedian that led this experience yeah. and and taught you and uh, coached you really, yeah. to help uh, develop a comedy set and then ultimately perform, be ready for that. Uh, and he himself actually emceed the event last night. Oh, I love uh, it. He did. He did good. He warmed up the crowd. He warmed That's up great. the crowd. Um, I was a little, a little, a little worried for him. He was breaking a sweat, but my, he was warm. Yeah. My que- my question is, what if any parallels in your experience through that process did you note in terms of the work that you do? I realize you're not doing the exact same thing. Hmm. but were there some things that you found as familiar territory in that process or was this a
0: completely
2: alien experience for you
0: well so matt deals with a couple of different things he deals with the writing and the delivery of of the The material, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a fair, uh, the writing and development of the material was probably the most stressful for me. And then the delivery of it, like having a memorized thing that I need to learn and deliver in that order, in that way, without like, that was a little bit challenging. But then he also deals a lot with like the speaking stuff, you know, just uh, having a stage. And, And I think most of us have done some speaking and that kind of thing. I do a ton of it, So that part wasn't as helpful but was familiar to like how I coach CEOs to talk at a conference Mm. or do – because not – some come from backgrounds where they haven't done a lot of speaking and I will end up working with them how to speak to their company and that kind of thing. So some do, some don't. I have one right now that like really needs to like loosen up to be more effective mm. and find a little swagger yeah. and uh-huh. like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So get so stuffiness out. Do you recommend stiff. they go through a process themselves like this? Then they could. You know, not yeah. everybody would be open to it. So you know, if when that kind of thing comes up, I may share with them some different experiences that I've had that have loosened me up. I spoke exactly. from, well, as a bah, kid. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Right. I did speaking and stuff as a kid, but I noticed like mid-career, early career, I would get sort of mediocre marks because mm-hmm. it was too controlled. It was too much of that regional manager for state farm kind of thing, <laughs> too careful. I wouldn't zing it. And now knowing kind of how I appear to be, even though I, I have to consciously remember it. And then zinging him with something is very effective because it's that contrast of like, oh, he's like this. But then he went so there. Cool. That misdirection. So that might have been your biggest takeaway from the process.
3: It's kind of Thank like your cool. own little punchline because you're going a certain way and people think you're going and then the zinger, which is what yes. a joke is.
0: Yes. And so
2: ultimately, as you imagine, uh, the, I'll close with this. Yeah. In the interest of time. Bill, as you reflect on your experience last night in performing at King yeah. Lines, and and really the, the whole process, painful and enjoyable and introspective and, I guess, uh,
0: adventurous leading up to that performance. I thought I was going to throw up. I just – I was so nervous. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god. I'm just going to like lose my – Just was beside myself Mm -hmm. and I'm only ever a little nervous. I will tell you this and you're uh, not only entitled to your own observations
2: of how you felt and, and, and and also how you did feel clearly as an audience member. Yeah, I would say that you appeared to me in the top two to three out of the seven comics least nervous person up there. The most. Sure oh yeah, of no. Themselves. Once I
0: got going, I'm like, I these people, I'm connecting, I'm talking yes. to these people. I was at home, I felt great. It that's was a blur. Right. I don't remember a whole lot of it. I look forward to seeing the videos because it just like. Oh, went. they did shoot video of you. I'm oh so yeah, we had great did. video. Yeah, that's great because yeah. because I was hoping great that you would. Great video and sound. Video. So good. Yeah. So so it was a blur, but in the and I was a mess before I went up, and I couldn't do I couldn't run through the set once without forgetting yeah. like five or six times before and then yeah, the happens. moment came and i got up there and i and i thought i killed it i thought i did really good did you good. not have a cue yeah. card no, no.
3: <laughs> i mean not a but cue i card. use uh, a memory uh, uh, trick a
0: no i just i card. think about each of my bits yeah. and oh, good, good, i whenever good. i do I have a talk and i organize them in places around the house so Perfect. I this idea is on the steps, and this idea is at the door, and this idea Great. is that's in the smart. living room, right? So I use that little I
3: love that. technique, that's...
0: and then when I, I'm like, oh, I was just at the living room, I need to go to the TV, and then I can yes. remember where I am. That, that, so that, that, that's that's how I use. think about, like when I was in college. I, and I want to I want to preface this by
2: saying I never cheated on a test ever, and I did fine in college, but. There were a few instances in which I was a little nervous, and I created a cheat sheet for myself, which yeah. I literally
0: never looked at. But in my mind, the visual
2: I would visualize we have that the yeah. same cheat thing,
0: sheet. remember? Yeah, 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 we had that same thing. So, a visualization mark. that you can then go to quickly in your mind, yeah. oh, I'm here, I need to go there, was good. I was About getting homework on the transitions like, have I finished everything on the deck? am i yeah, ready like, to go let to me the make mizusa? sure that i
3: juiced it all out
0: <laughs> okay last question so you said i'm done i did that it's
2: over was your family as you went out and celebrated last night like you know the next time we do it dad you could tweak this and do that and they were excited for your next
0: time you my family it. is very complimentary There, like you did really good you really it was awesome we loved watching you and they had feedback like the kids didn't like any of the sexual references, mm-hmm. and oh, they well, didn't, right, they're, they're like, kids. I don't want to think about my dad, and yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awkward, and they really were kind of done with the, the like, generational, millennium, mm-hmm. millennials are like this, or there's an app for that, they're like, that's such tired shtick. Right, um,
3: interesting.
0: Right, so they, yeah. and I thought, oh, that's pretty clever stuff, they're like, yeah, it's everybody's done that already, we don't <laughs> need to hear any more of that. So they like, can
3: help you ghostwrite your set? If they're Maybe. on the ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right, awesome, Bill, how, Bill. how how can people find you and the things that you're doing and catch up with you if, if –
0: uh, if Oh, I do a podcast every week myself. Yeah. What's that called? Uh, scaling Up. uh awesome. And, the, and the Scaling Up is the podcast and it's a business podcast. And uh, you'll see my happy face there. And, of course, I post that and my blog and all that other shit every week at scalingcoach.com. And which is where, like, my workshops and my my speaking stuff is posted. Awesome. Most of it, anyway. And you, are you on the socials? Oh yeah, yeah. But that's harder to do. B dot ill coach, okay. B.ill ill coach, okay, on Instagram and okay. Bill Gal on Twitter, and gotcha. I don't know everywhere else. Okay, know. great. Well, I I hope that.
2: You got everything you needed to and wanted to out of this experience uh, tr- trying comedy out. Um, I, I, I will say, as an audience member, I think I think you did kill it, and I think you should yeah. be, feel successful. and uh, And it's not a blur to me; it was clear what you did, and so <laughs> you'll see it in the video. And you'll probably be your own worst critic, but. But I promise you there was enough nuggets of uh, – I don't even mean this to be, like, encouraging as much as just report into you. Thank you. Um, I think there were enough great nuggets out of there that you're light
0: years ahead of most people that try it out the first time. Mm-hmm. So I think I would probably try it again. I might try an open mic or some other things. I – um. Try great. try something where you're doing four or five minutes of content, and you pick the golden best. Yeah, jokes. I would probably look at what worked, mm-hmm. and then uh, I mean, I could do more of the Bay Area but, humor in the Bay Area, but um yes, you which yeah. might be a little funnier. Remember there, too, than, yeah.
2: and and you, I'm sure you know this. Remember this: you'll pick the five jokes that worked, and then like two of them will work next time, and you go, "What the hell happened? They killed last time, right? You just." You just don't know. So right. um, it's it's about doing it enough times to get a larger data sample, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's really That's easy to do, great. like, one performance, kill the next time, nothing, and you're, like, deflated. When in actuality, it's – you know, it r- reminds me a lot when they talk about, like um, – Let's say that you do cold calling and yeah. they say, listen, if you do a hundred dials, you will get 10 contacts and out of right. 10 contacts, you'll mm-hmm. get one appointment, let's say. Right. So. If you do a hundred dials, if if you if you do ninety nine, di- you're okay doing those ninety nine dials because you know that the hundredth is likely to be your appointment. Or mm-hmm. you know you it that each one of them is just another step in the road towards the victory. It's kind of so sim- next place. Yeah. So similarly, <laughs> if you do it next time and you don't have the same grand experience, it's just one of the steps in the road. This is this is the one that didn't go good. Next time it will go good. Don't let it deflate it's your true. sense of of it. You know uh, that you did do well. It wasn't a it wasn't a one off. You know. So yeah. Well, congratulations on Thank your, you. a great yeah. accomplishment and really appreciate you joining us and and best of
0: luck, Bill. Yeah, pleasure. Thank, Thank you. so uh, uh, Thanks for having me on the show.
2: That's it for this episode of Funny People Talking. We really appreciate you joining us. As always, love to Elsie and uh, look forward to having her back on the show very soon. Uh, Until next time for the great and powerful Daniel Beckman.
3: Goodbye.
2: (laughs) I'm the the meek and and mild Mark Rico. (laughs) Stay funny.
1: That's it? That's the end of the show? boy yeah uh, boy what a crack this was funny people talking copyright 2019 no portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers connect with our show at, at Mouth Media network or at our website funnypeopletalking.com I'm your announcer Peter Coleman thanks for listening <laughs> This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.